0: Hey, I'm Josh Smith and welcome to Rain. And I'm so glad you're here, babes. This podcast is all about opening up, having important conversations, and celebrating successes, as well as overcoming obstacles to reign over our own lives. I love to chat to people and I always find things in these conversations to take away and use in my own life. So I really hope you'll find the same as well. Welcome to Rain. Today we are joined by someone I've wanted on the podcast for the longest time, it's Joey King. Who else was absolutely obsessed with Joey in her breakout role in the Netflix trilogy, The Kissing Booth? Just me, I think it's everyone. Since then, Joey has gone on to have roles in movies, The In Between and The Lie. And she was even nominated at the Emmys and the Golden Globes for her role in the act. This girl has range. Now Joey stars in The Princess, which follows a medieval royal who refuses to marry an evil suitor determined to take her father's throne. But when she's locked up in the tower, they soon realise they've taken on the wrong gal. She's the badass princess we've always needed and kicks her enemies and sexism in the balls at the same time. Next up, she's going to be starring alongside Brad Pitt and Sandra Bullock in another high action blockbuster, Bullet Train, a role which Joey landed on her 21st birthday. There's also a great story about that in this episode, and I know you're going to love it. Joey also talks about her roller coaster experience with confidence, her relationship with body image, and calls out the sexist double standard between male and female actors. I love Joey's honesty. She does not hold back. And I know you're gonna take so much away from this chat. Now, crowns at the ready. Let's reign. Hello, babe, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm good, I am beyond excited to talk to you because i wanted you on the podcast for the longest time and now you're starring in perhaps the most on-brand movie for the rape podcast ever The Princess (laughs) I know (laughs) what a synergy hello I
1: know I'm so excited this movie is like I can't believe it's finally coming out the journey to get here oh I'm so happy tonight's the premiere I'm so excited going I'm getting all dressed up
0: Serving that princess energy And I love the strapline for the movie How it's bow to no one Because that is the pure queen energy That this podcast is oh my God, look all at you. about
1: I, I didn't even know that was the tagline I kind of forgot <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that That's right There was like this ho- post that Hulu did on, on TikTok Where like they said like she bows to no one And I was like well that's clever And then I realised I was on all the emails When that was like crafted And I was like oh Yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> more genius than you give yourself credit for
1: <laughs> i don't know i'm just i'm just gliding through life at this point
0: <laughs> clicking on just getting through doing the job and it, i mean it's such an amazing high action subversion of this whole princess in distress narrative that we are so used to hearing since we were literally kids yeah but this princess babes she does stunts she kicks Literal ass. How good did it feel to kick sexism in the balls like this?
1: <laughs> it felt so cute to do that. Um, this, like, I mean, for just the whole thing. I mean, I I when I got this script, I like I loved that I got to first of all, our producers, the fact that they had me in mind for this, I was very honored because I had no prior stunt training to any of this. I, I didn't know how to fight, I didn't know how to sword fight. So But when I read the script, I was taken with so much of it. I was taken with the fact that like, she's a female princess set in the medieval times, which is definitely a time that is not very kind to women. Um, (laughs) And she kicks some major butt. And also like, I also love that we just don't even have like, we don't even allude to like like, really like love in this movie. It's just like, Mm -hmm. it's just full blown ass kicking.
0: How good did it feel to do that training? Like how much training did you actually have to do for this?
1: So it was kind of intense. It was, it was definitely the hardest thing I've ever had to do. I love how I say kind of intense. It's just that's, it was very intense. Um, (laughs) It was the hardest thing I've ever put myself through really. and. I did about, I did a month of training in Los Angeles and then a month of training in Bulgaria. And then while we started filming, I was training as well because we hadn't finished all of our choreographed, uh, fights yet. So we were still choreographing while we were, while we were filming. Um, it was crazy because something that I don't think a lot of people know, like, is that I had like the, like two days before I started training, I had like wrist surgery and, um, like all of a sudden, like I had like this like gross little cyst growing in my nerves, and I was like, I think I broke my wrist. And I went to the doctor. like, No, you just need to get this thing removed. So I had this surgery on my right wrist, but I'm left-handed. So I was like, That's great, no problem. So I started my training after my surgery with my with my left hand, uh, you know, pop and Percocet training at the same time. It's all good. And um, then I got really good with my left hand. I'm left-handed, so it was fine. And then when I got to Bulgaria um they were like hey so like we kind of need you to do this movie with your right hand with the swords because um one of the stunt girls like was having a hard time with the left hand and then the director decided that he wanted me to be right-handed for the movie so then i started my training i'm not right-handed with my right hand <laughs> that had surgery but i have to say i became i i was able to sword fight with two hands and It was like rehabilitation for my wrist. I think my wrist healed so much faster because of it. So I'm very proud of my training process regardless. But I also had some obstacles in the way. And everyone was so supportive, like truly the whole stunt team, my stunt doubles, everyone supporting me and believing in me. They're the reason that I was able to do like 90% of what you see in the movie. Like I really did Mm. do everything I could.
0: I I honestly was watching it with my mouth on the floor at some point. So I was like, whoa, (laughs) spinning around, jumping on top, literally stabbing left, right and center. I was like, it's so fast. It must've taught you so much about your physical strength and your physical capabilities because it's such an amazing position to get to in life right where you can sit in your body and feel strong in it.
1: I felt like I fell in love with it really like I it was the hardest thing ever but like I understand why uh, a lot of the stunt performers that I've met throughout my life are like yeah I love what I do like I'm addicted to it like I get it now like I'm not saying I want to jump off of like high buildings. Like I don't, I don't, I don't get that, but I get like the, the, the love that you have that you build for martial arts and hand to hand combat. And like, it's a beautiful dance that you get to do. And I, mm. like, I, like you said, like, I realized like my capabilities, I, I really didn't know if I could pull this off and then and I fucking did. And I like, <laughs> I did it. Like I really did this. And I, I'm so proud to watch it and, and know that I really, like, I put in so much work, and it is me. Mm.
0: How has your relationship with your body image and your physical strength been up until this point? And how has that sort of changed and developed on that journey for you?
1: That's a great question. Um, I think that for a lot, I feel like not just women, but anyone can relate to body image issues. Oh, my God. I have, I have, I have, you know, roller coastered in and out of confidence my whole life. Like I would say I'm a fairly confident person. I'm very lucky. I'm very baseline. I'm a very like happy, confident person. But when you start to get down on yourself about the way you look, there's like a very, that's a very particular kind of low. And especially when it has to do with your body. Um, and like, So my relationship with my body, especially being in the spotlight for a very long time or not even spotlight, but just being in the industry for such a long Mm. time, it has gone in and out so much Um, like there's so much pressure, but then there's also like that pressure that you put on yourself and like it really does mostly come from yourself. Um, But with a movie like this and with I really discovered my relationship to exercise, which helped me so much to kind of hone my relationship to food. I'm so much more free with my food. I don't think about really what I eat. If I'm hungry, I eat now. If I want something, I'll eat that thing. So like, I feel really good where I've gotten there, but especially with this movie, like the training was so intense. I was training for so many hours and for so long. Um, I had to eat a ton to keep up with all the stuff I was burning. And I gained Mm. so much muscle and I, and it was like, I became a lot heavier than I normally am while making this movie because I was, I needed to replenish all the stuff, all the stuff I was burning and I I was gaining so much muscle. Um, And I'm really actually proud of that. Like I couldn't have maintained that as hours and hours of training a day. So I actually did lose weight afterwards because I lost some muscle. Um, But I really loved how strong I got. I got so strong.
0: Mm, And that relates so, so well to how we feel within ourselves and our mental strength. As well doesn't it and our mental yeah. well-being yeah do you feel like you're in a better place with your own mental well-being now because you've been on that journey and how's that changed for you as well
1: um mentally I feel like it's it's like one of those uh it's one of those things you know like I think that mm. anyone can really uh say that I don't know I feel like I've got really great days I'm like I said baseline I, I wake up pretty happy and, and very grateful for everything I have, but it's like, obviously not every day is like that. Like, um, and I think what is especially hard is um, you know, people that don't know me that have no clue who I am. They don't, they're not like in my life. They just make judgments the way based on what I look like and based on how they perceive me in other roles. And they'll say things about me um, that are like really, really messed up like on the internet and it's kind of one of those things where it's like you go through ebbs and flows of really really not caring and then you wake up one day and maybe maybe your period's starting the next day and it just hits you in this way where like you all of a sudden Mm. just absolutely hate yourself um but doing a movie like this has like i have not felt as proud that uh, like i have not felt this kind of pride for a movie in a long time um as far as how like I felt about myself, you know, like I've been proud of movies I've done, I'm so proud, but the way that I like put my everything into this, dived into it head first, I literally didn't know if I'd be able to do this. And then I did do it. It gave me so much confidence that I really took with me after the movie was over. I felt like, and I feel like um, this sparked something inside of me that was like, what are you talking about? Like you can do like, you can do things that you think you can't do. Because I'm lucky, I get a job where I get to have like, I learn new skills for the job. So I get to try out all these different kinds of hobbies that I'd never otherwise maybe try. And this made me realize that I could freaking do anything.
0: Mm, yes, that is, <laughs> that is it. That is the sweet spot of finding yeah. your power. And yeah. it's about overcoming self-doubt and also quieting not only the critic within you, but the critics outside of you as well because
1: at the end of the day like who gives a rat's ass like i i'm like like the louder they are the more successful i am like i don't know (laughs) it sounds so self-centered but it's true it's like you only hate me you only hate me because uh because i'm doing really cool shit i don't know (laughs) 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 whatever i'm like the lead of an action movie like that's fucking crazy
0: (laughs) it's amazing and i think that speaks to the fact that you had self-doubt about that speaks to how people try to underestimate people in so many walks of life at so many different times. And this yeah. character in herself, she is underestimated at every single term by every single person. When do you feel like you've been underestimated?
1: I think that a lot of underestimation comes from myself. Um, even though like, I feel like I've been doing this for such a long time. Um, there's still like moments where I'm like, yeah, surely I couldn't do that though. But I'm also not—I'm not afraid to be the first one to say that I did a good job in something. You know what I mean? Like, I—I mm. I know when I give it my all, and like, I—I have no problem like boosting myself up. Um, but similar to our our lovely princess, I did underestimate myself with this movie a lot. I just—I what I did know is because I was so insecure, is that I wanted to work my ass off and get to a point where I could do most of my own fighting. Um, And that was amazing. And I did, but as far as underestimation throughout my career and my life um, for much of my life, I've always, I've really been the youngest person in the room. Um, I've, Mm. you know, I grew up as a child actor. So, you know, you're the youngest person in the room with a lot of adults who make a lot of big decisions. And so because I've been doing this for so long, I feel like I've garnered a lot of knowledge within this industry and a lot of desire to contribute in a way that is on a producing end. And so coming into that world and feeling and being in different rooms now and having different conversations with people that I normally get to work with, but don't get to necessarily collaborate with or talk to in a way that like I'm contributing my opinion to something. um, I've definitely had a little bit of a rude awakening with certain, not everyone, absolutely not. I've worked with some incredible people since I've started producing that really take me seriously and and really care about what I have to say. And also like, know that I'm not coming into this being like, I know everything. Like I know nothing. I want to learn. I want to learn about producing. I want to be a sponge, but I've definitely experienced some uh, definitely some, I guess ageism is the word for it. It's like uh, because I'm still pretty much the youngest person in the room there is a lot of like scoffing and, and certain things that are, are said or certain things that I'm disregarded on. Um, and I think that that underestimation is something that kind of pushes me harder in a mm. way.
0: It's so amazing how sometimes it's the negative voices that you hear that actually spur you on the most.
1: Isn't like, that the worst? Like, come on. Mm. But I do have to say in regards to that, um, Our producers on The Princess, Neil Moritz and Toby Jaffe, Toby Jaffe became like one of my great friends. I have to say like, I have not felt so like cared for and like they really, really wanted to know what I thought about things and they really wanted my opinion on the, the final edit and they really wanted my opinion here and there. It was so wonderful to work with people who knew like I was really capable of contributing something special to a project that I was really passionate about.
0: The movie speaks so much of sexism and the everyday kind of negative sexist comments that can get made. Yeah. What kind of everyday sexism do you still come up against and you find yourself still continuously coming up against? Or you've come up against and you've addressed in a certain way?
1: I mean... Every oh God, I was I was about to say something that I probably shouldn't say in an interview, but I will say <laughs> it in a roundabout way. Uh, you know, I'm talking about how the people that uh, don't know me, like they say really mean things, like online cyberbullying. It's it's really incredible to me because like it's mind blowing that um, like I will get torn down for uh, like a movie that I'm really proud of that I did that was like a fun teen rom com. Um, because people, the same people that loved it when it came out all of a sudden don't love it because they decided, I don't know, they don't like me anymore. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. And what's interesting is like I'll see I'll see other actors, other male actors who made similar career moves that I did that are allowed that breathing room and they're like celebrated for all those choices they made after they did something when they were a teenager. Um, but I feel like I see not just with myself, but a lot of female actresses um are not given the same grace and room to grow in their career as male actors um and like what's so what's so interesting too is like i have no regrets about anything like when people Mm. say like really mean things about my acting or something in the kissing booth i'm like you are like you're nuts like i'm so proud of those movies they made like they made me who i am today like I really found myself while making those movies. I'm proud of them. I can't wait to show them to my kids, like one day. So, it's interesting when people take something that you know is is great, you know, is you're so proud of, um, and they'll tear you down for that, um, and then they'll let you know other male actors uh, shine, and you know they won't say anything. And I've seen that with a lot of my female. Um, what is what is what is the word a colleague we're not in like you know I Piers? guess so peers there Piers? we go I'm like we're there not we in an office a lot of my female <laughs> like my young actress female peers like I've seen it a lot and it's just like it's just kind of amazing to me how uh how sexist that is it's it's so blatant to me
0: mm. and I mean you have been working for so long already and in that yeah. time you do have successes and then you have people who also deem certain things as failures or you might deem things as failures at different points as well. How do you think your relationship with the definition of success and failure has changed in your career?
1: I don't know, that's a really good question. For me, like failure, um, it's hard, right? Because there's been certain products, I won't name names, that when you do them, you have a great time. And then they come out and they definitely are not what you thought they were going to be. Uh, mm. And you're you're sad and you're upset and you're disappointed. But then at the same time, I'm like, okay, but that's not a failure because if I think about this project alone based on the experience that I had while making it, um, that was a win for me. Like I, I had a great time. Um, so like trying to reframe your mind into like, because success is definitely not Uh, measured to me by how popular um, something I do is or how much attention it gets uh, or how much people love or do not love it. I think it's just like, I keep making choices that seem right for me. I keep doing things that I want to do. And like, that is success to me. Like I feel so lucky that I'm able to actually be picky. Like I'm at a place in my career where I've built up enough of a resume that like I'm able to say no to a lot more things than I normally, maybe would, wouldn't would have been able to say no to a couple of years ago. Um, but I don't know what really redefines really it for me. I just like, I try to like, not think about it too much, I guess.
0: Mm. And like live in the moment and take it from day to day. Because I think sometimes we're so obsessed, like, I was talking to my friend about this the other day, like when you grow up, be- yeah. Before you even like learn anything at school, someone's like, What do you want to be when you're older? And your whole definition of your life is about reaching a goal, reaching this goal, yes. being a certain person. And actually, the true success is stepping away from like you know, having an amazing suck. career. Yes. yes, because goals then are immeasurable at different points. And sometimes you won't meet them. And then sometimes that means you'll be so depressed. You won't be able to get out of bed and then you're Ugh. feeling sad about yourself. I always and say t-
1: this, yes.
0: Mm, you need Absolutely. to get to a place where you literally find that contentment, and that success within you. And then when, if wherever it's a good success, bad success, whatever happens externally, it yeah. doesn't have the same weight, right?
1: That's the thing. I think like goals like are like, I mean, listen, I do not think that I think some people are really goal oriented and that's how they like are able to feel happy and move through life. Everyone has a different way that they like to think. Everyone has a different personality type. Everyone has different things that motivate them. Mm. So I'm not going to sit here and be like okay, that's the wrong way to think. But for me, I don't like setting goals. I think that for me cuz if I don't if I don't reach that particular goal, am I going to be unhappy with myself as a person? Like no, like who gives a shit? Like I've got a great family. I've got a wonderful person to spend my life with. I've got like great I've just got a great like support system of people and I really love to cook with them. And I really love to go to the movies with them. Like those are the things that you really think about when you're like down on yourself or you're sad or you're feeling lonely. Like those are the moments that really pull me out of anything that I'm, I'm down about. I'm not sitting here being like, but, but how many followers do I have and how popular am I and how this. And I just think that like, I don't know. Like, like you said, just living in the moment is a lot harder than it seems like it's a lot easier said than done. Um, But life truly goes so fast. Like literally right now with the princess coming out and then I have bullet train, like it's unbelievable. I'm so excited. And it is like all this press that I'm doing um, it's going by so quickly. And like, I just want to like, make sure I'm stopping and like, like appreciating Like these moments before they just run away from me because like everything goes by so fast like I can't believe that um like all the things that have happened in the last couple years and the fact that I'm just like all of a sudden I'm about to turn 23 I'm like wait what what happened I was just 19
0: five minutes ago (laughs) I had that the other day and I was like oh my god I've lost two years of my life I didn't even realize but I think that comes from practicing gratitude right like if you actually look at your life and look at the positives and think what you're actually grateful for it does recenter you and it does give you a new sense of purpose as well
1: yeah it's hard sometimes though like for example mm. i like i think meditation is awesome i think it's a great way to reframe your mind and like just like have a moment to yourself but i'm also very bad at meditation like say
0: <laughs> terrible I at it
1: i can't I can't make myself think of, of like nothing. So like I will try to do instead of, because meditation could be whatever you want it to be. I'll try to think about the things that I really am grateful for and stuff, but my mind still will all of a sudden wander to like, I don't know, like a cow wearing a funny hat. Like, I don't know what goes through my mind. (laughs) And so, but like, it is important to try though because I Mm. have been in spells where um I mean, your mind is the most powerful thing in the world. Like I've been in spells where all I am doing is just thinking negatively and like complaining. And I don't even realize it until like someone says to me, like, you know, you know, you're usually not this down on yourself. You're usually not this negative. Like I'm I'm lucky that I'm surrounded by people who are so honest with me about my life. Like I'm not surrounded by people that are like, you're amazing. You're doing great. Everything you touch is gold. Like my whole family, all my friends, like they will be honest with me. They'll tell me like, you're, you're like acting a lot different than you normally do. You're, you're seeming like, you know, really negative. And so trying to find moments to reframe and have gratitude is important. It's just that like, you can't beat yourself up again for that. If it's hard for you to be able to just fully immerse yourself in those moments too.
0: Mm. And finding that community and finding that support network and finding your people, like you're saying, is one of the most powerful things because you also do need people in your life who are going to challenge you. Like, you don't want to be surrounded by best friends all the time and it's going, oh, babe, that's totally the right decision. And you literally be like, why did you tell me that was a bad decision?
1: Literally, (laughs) I mean, I say this, but like, I'm so glad, for example, like my fiance, Stephen, like, I never have to worry about if he's lying to me about how I look because like, if I say hey, how does this look? He'll be like, you need to blend in your blush and that shirt doesn't really go with those pants. And I'm just like, thank God for you because when I come out and I say, how do I look? And he's like, you look amazing. He's obviously not lying to me. <laughs> <laughs> you need those people.
0: You do. You need the ones who to say, rub in that blush or you look amazing.
1: Right? Rub in that blush, change that shirt. Let's get out of here.
0: <laughs> do you feel like you're in your power now in a way that you haven't been before
1: um no I think that as I get older um I become less sure of myself which is so mm. weird I think that I was so confident and just like thought I was the tits for so long <laughs> And then I got like, and then I think, I think to, like, to like 18 years old, I was just like, I didn't think about anything like that. I don't know. I didn't have any like self-esteem issues. I mean, I did like here and there with like body image and stuff like that. But with work, I never really had like a, a self-esteem issue. I, I loved what I did. And I just thought I would, you know, always be able to do it. But as I've gotten older, I'm like, wow, like this is the success that I have is so rare. I'm so lucky. And it's sobering to realize how, um, how rare it is um, and how it could all go away and um, mm. how, you know, people are more eyeballs are on me. So people, you know, make a little bit more of judgments about the roles that I do take. But that's what I'm saying. It's like. I do feel in my power in the way that no matter what the public opinion is of me, I still am kind of just going after projects that I want, regardless of what anyone else thinks. Like I truly have lived by that. I just, I just make what I want to make. Like if I read a script and I like it, I'll do it. Even if it like confuses people, like I don't care. Um, But I think that as I get older, I become a little, like, I'm just more, I think I'm just more self-aware, which I don't think is a bad Mm. thing. I just think it's something that, um, is happening. I just, I don't think it's bad or good.
0: I always feel like as you get older, the stakes get higher. So you become almost more anxious. That's what I found anyway. I found myself getting more anxious to get older. And I'm like, why is this? Cause like, I was way more confident. And I think it yeah. is because the stakes are so much higher in life.
1: Well, I think you start to understand things. I mean, even on a small scale of nothing to do with your own personal success. Like for example, I'm now really afraid of flying and I was never afraid of flying like Mm. and it's so weird like I think as you just you start I mean by the way when I say I get a little older I I understand I know how young I am I'm like 23 years old but like things do change quickly Um, yeah they do I was never afraid of flying ever and then all of a sudden I just have this immense like anxiety around it and I think it's because like you just realize like your stakes in in life and like I or like how the fucking engine actually works. Like, I don't know what it is, but you start to realize things. You start to become a little bit more in the know about stuff that maybe- Yeah. Listen, ignorance is bliss, unfortunately, but it's not a great way to live, but it is bliss. And I mean, that's why we're so like, it's why kids think they're invincible. It's
0: almost like we try to need to recenter to being a bit more of our younger selves in some aspects, but then also like you're saying that ignorance is bliss, but it's not the way to live.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's I mean, of course, I think that it's so common for people to be like, man, if I could just be like 10 again and feel what that feels like and just and just have not a worry in the world. There's obviously wonderful ways to 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 keep your childlike energy into your life, I would say. I am childlike, not immature, but childlike. Like I, I find joy in a lot of small things that I would find joy in when I mm. was a kid, and I think those are there's great practices to keep that alive inside of yourself. Um, but yeah, I think as you get older, like things things change for the better, though. Like I'm happier that I'm self aware. I think that's great. Like I've worked on mm. myself. I've worked on things about myself that I didn't like and that were maybe unhealthy patterns, and like. I'm figuring my stuff out now and I feel really good about that. So there's good and bad with everything. But I think obviously getting older is a, is only a positive. I mean, it's a day mm. above ground is a great day.
0: Mm. And facing yourself is one of the most important things to do because it can also be the most uncomfortable thing to actually then look no at yourself kidding. and think, oh my God, like, why am I behaving like this? Like that is actually not a great behavioral trait. It's so trait. <laughs> not
1: cute. I know, literally the worst, like, oh man when you realize what you're especially when you're in an argument with someone and you realize how much of an idiot you sound like (laughs) and you're like so committed to this idiotic whatever you're doing you're like okay now i need to like take a look at myself how did i get there let's not do that again it's uncomfortable but it's like so important
0: i do that with my boyfriend all the time i get in the argument with him and then all of a sudden i'm like i'm like oh my god i'm I'm committed to this and i'm so wrong and i can't backtrack can i just say sorry now oh my god apologizing
1: is so like i used to be an apologizing phobic child like i was so scared of the words i'm sorry i hated them now now i'm like wow it's my favorite thing in the world like when i'm wrong the, the the best way to to like not be, have like animosity or tension with somebody is to admit it. How easy. I mean, it's definitely not easy, but you know. It's
0: definitely not it's easy. It's gotten
1: a lot easier than when I was a kid. And I was like, if I say the words, I'm sorry, I'll die. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, something that doesn't look easy is what you're, you're up to next, which is bullet train. I mean, <laughs> wow, high action, high <laughs> action you're literally just skipping from one action to the next because you're starring yeah. alongside Sandra Bullock who's kind of like the OG action queen <laughs> and also Brad Pitt like are you putting assassin to assassin at the same time like how incredible was that experience?
1: I it's like one of those weird moments in my life where like when I talk about it I, I feel like I'm not even talking about something that happened to me because it's so surreal. I can't believe I was in bullet train. I cannot fucking believe it. I got the call that the offer, I mean, I auditioned for it and then I got the offer on my 21st birthday. I was so drunk. Oh my God, I got the call from my my reps and they were like, we need to talk money with you. And I was like, I can't do this right now. I am so drunk. I like, can we do this tomorrow? They're like, it has to be now. And I'm like, okay. (laughs)
0: Let me just pop my drink down and we can talk.
1: (laughs) <laughs> oh, what a great birthday present, for real. Um, and making that movie, it's like, you know, I've been, I, I grew up in LA, so I've mm. always lived here, but I felt like I was like from another planet, like coming into this movie that is like shot in LA and like I can see the Hollywood sign on my way to work every day and I'm in an action movie directed by David Leach with Brad Pitt and I play an assassin, like all the elements that like make Hollywood Hollywood felt like they were happening, like right in front of me. And I felt like I had a front row seat to like, like, I don't know, just this a uh, giant event. And I was part of it. And I
0: can't believe that. What do you think it taught you about yourself, that experience?
1: Um, you know, I think it taught me um, that there's no such thing as feeling like you belong. Because I think that I walked into that set and I was hired based on um, the The fact that I proved to everyone that I could do it and then I auditioned and that I worked hard, um, but I felt like I didn't belong because I was around all these people that I admired so much and that I admired for so long. I just felt like I was like a fraud, like on a set of like heavy hitters. Um, and then I realized like while I was filming this movie, I don't think that you'll ever feel like you belong. And I think that's a good thing. Like mm. if you feel like you belong maybe you're maybe you've got too big of an ego or something because i felt like you know there's been many moments in my life that have been big and amazing um and i feel like a little bit of that imposter syndrome where you're like no surely not but i think there's like a, a healthy amount of that is great you know like it keeps you um grateful really really grateful like i felt like i didn't belong and then the wonderful brad pitt very made it very clear to me that i did belong and that was so sweet and i you know i just felt so safe and at home even though i was uh, in awe of everyone
0: mm. well i want brad pitt to make me feel like i belong babes
1: <laughs> i know i know
0: Well, before you go off to slay yet another project, because you are just lined them up. Definition of booked and busy. We always (laughs) ask this question to everyone. And that is in the reign of your life, what is the one rule you will always live by?
1: Hmm. You can only wear aluminum deodorant if you have a big event coming up. So tonight I'm wearing aluminum deodorant because I'm going to my premiere, but normally I wear natural deodorant. (laughs) So, and always have extra hair ties and tampons in your purse in case you run into a lady in need in the bathroom. Those are good Um, ones.
0: (laughs) I have to say the most practical ones we've ever had.
1: (laughs) I mean, what? uh, listen, one rule to live by. I, I mean, it's gotta be practical. If it's something that's, you know, for metaphors here that's not gonna save you in Naked and Afraid.
0: Honestly, thank you so much for joining me. It's been so amazing to talk to you and I love the film and I can't wait for everyone to see the princess. I can't wait to see Bullet Train. Just keep saying it, keep kicking that ass and keep you Thanks know, for having kicking.
1: me. This is so fun. It's,
0: it's been so fun. We we went deep, we went light, we went we deodorants.
1: Yeah, we got we really covered all the bases. This was a great interview because we, we hit all the things that are important to me. <laughs> Oh, my
0: God. Thank you so much for joining me for another amazing episode of Rain. I really hope you found something to take away from this episode. And if you have, let me know. You can always get me on socials at hosts. I love to hear from you. And as always, if you've enjoyed this episode, please like, rate, subscribe, or follow wherever you get your podcasts from. And more importantly, please share this with someone you think needs to hear it. Let's get those convos going and I'll see you next time. Hi Babes, me again. Just wanted to tell you about something very exciting. I can't believe I'm about to tell you this, but I've written a book and it's called Great Chat. As you know, I love to chat, plot spoiler, and I love talking to people about their lives because as I always say, talking and listening is so powerful. The book is all about how you can master conversation and transform your life, just like it has for me. I've used my experience from all the amazing interviews I've been lucky enough to do as well as a load of research to help you deal with everything from making new friends to embracing difficult discussions. Great chat should never be underestimated. It can truly improve your well-being, allow you to create the life you want and bring the connections you are so deserving of babes. You can pre-order Great Chat today in hardback, ebook and audiobook read by me no less and it's out on the 20th of June.